welcome back to It Was Murder, <laughs> the number one heart-to-heart podcast in existence. I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And yo, <laughs> today, not tonight, we are talking about Heartstruck. <laughs> it is not night. <laughs> no. It's daytime. Heartstruck, guys. Um, <laughs> well, let's let's get into it. Let's see if we can tell you what this episode <laughs> is about in sixty seconds or less in a segment we call the Minute Max, beginning with Joe. Yay! Oh, it is me. Oh. <laughs> Just like I can't remember what to say at the end of the podcast, Joe never knows yeah. <laughs> what order the Minute Max goes. In. Where the Minute Max is going? Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Heartstruck. So <laughs> Jonathan bumps into a, a lady at the bar that we've never seen before played by Mimi Rogers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a really meet cute moment where he buys her a drink for spilling hers. And then she becomes completely <laughs> obsessed with Jonathan and follows him, asks him out. She, she finds out that it's Jonathan. She goes to his office. She bumps into him again. She finds out he's going to lunch. She goes to the same lunch spot and then just spies on him. And then she takes the man he was going to lunch with home, sleeps with him, and then murders him for, for getting in her way, <laughs> for taking Jonathan away from her for for lunch. <laughs> uh, so then she calls the office a ton of times. She's obviously obsessed with Jonathan. It's very uncomfortable. And what happens <laughs> after that? Oh God. <laughs> she, she sneaks into the heart's house when they try to, they try to trick her and, and try to, he wears a wire to her house and drinks the wine, which she obviously drugged. She sneaks into the house and tries to kill Jennifer. Jennifer. Whew. God. Okay. All right. Ellen. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Nice try. Uh, <laughs> I have the order written down. <laughs> God. Completely spaced the whole second half of that episode. <laughs> okay. Um, heartstruck. So, Jonathan bumps into Mimi Rogers at La Spagna, where he's waiting for Jennifer to join him for dinner. But it's like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. She's a bunch of sad, boring stuff, but she's wearing an awesome jumpsuit. And then Jennifer calls. She's like, car broke down. I'd rather eat at home. Oh, okay, bye. So that woman goes and looks at the reservation list of the restaurant, and then she begins to stalk Jonathan, who she's become obsessed with. But uh, we figure out that she is um, maybe a little there's a few bats in the belfry because she is in her house where everything is red and she's wearing a pink jumpsuit and a beautiful red belt and she calls her friend Susan but uh oh this is so creepy her friend Susan is actually a dial of her line and it is horrific and then she does a thing where she stuffs uh, fake roses down a garbage disposal but wait she then uh, does the thing where she goes to lunch she follows Jonathan's partner she has sex with him in a furry bed and then she stabs him to death like basic instinct then she uh gets mad at jonathan's secretary who she thinks is keeping her from jonathan and she kills her in a crazy way in the parking garage then they go to a shrink and they're like she's crazy and then she tries to kill jennifer the end yeah nice job wow that is what happened all right let me see if i can I forgot yeah, about the secretary oh <laughs> shit okay hard struck <laughs> This is the tale of Robin Wall, a beautiful young woman who lives in Los Angeles who um, has been hurt, I'm going to say, and she (laughs) 
meets Jonathan by chance at a bar when he is stood up for dinner. He's so kind to her that she finds out his name from the reservation list and then goes home to talk to her friend Sue, who is a dial-up airline, about this uh, while she watches old movies on her TV. Um, she really likes Red. She uh, f- applies for a job at Heart Industries. She uh, <laughs> then follows Jonathan to his lunch date with his friend, who she takes home, fucks, then murders with a big old knife. Um, then she kills Jonathan's secretary. Then she goes and into the Hart's house and stalks Jennifer around, which was so creepy. And uh, Jonathan then comes in with a cop. And he says, oh, we still have time to dance. And then he dances with her. Mm. Let that sink in. (laughs) (laughs) He's a psychologist. (laughs) He's a criminally insane psychologist. Uh, He knows exactly what to do in every moment. He really really has a way with with, uh, women who are (sighs) having an episode. (laughs) And men. It's true. It's true. That fake Oscars nomination. A real knack. Some might say, if I may... I'm getting ahead of it a little bit, but some might say that you would want to tend to your wife who was just almost murdered in her own house mm-hmm. and who begged you, begged you not to do this thing and just to leave it for once to the authorities. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, I digress. We have another minute, Max. Do we we sure do. Oh, shit. Oh, a ringer. It's the Sisler yes. Family Playhouse. Mm-hmm. It is. I can't wait Here for this. Go. Here we go. The Sisler Family Playhouse proudly presents Heartstruck. While waiting for Jennifer at the Happy Hacienda, Jonathan gets hit on by a discount Mimi Rogers. Oh, <laughs> shit. When it comes to Jonathan and Jennifer, it's not about you, Joints, but you and I, Joints. After consulting with L. Ron Hubbard and Zenu, the Galactic Overlord, Robert Wall decides to go all in on Jonathan. Hello, I'm a friend of Jonathan and Jennifer Hart, and I'm still alive. Would you like to fuck, then stab me to death? I've heard of better red than dead, but come on. Seriously? Really? Oh my god, you killed Marie, you skanky bitch! If that had been B.A. who got whacked, this podcast would have ended right now. Mrs. Hart? Yep, there's a wife, Biatch. Jonathan decides to go into the lion's den with their ex-boyfriend, Lieutenant Draper, as backup. Watching the hearts fight is like watching your parents fight, if they were rich and had sex 24-7. Drug and left on the sofa, so that's what happened to Tom Cruise. And we close with one of the most universally hated endings amongst the Willow Pond faithful. We wait your verdict, Heart Squad. The end. Wow. Wow. Nice job, Sislers. (laughs) The universally hated, what was that? Is it? I, I'm I'm curious. I'm assuming they're talking about the dance and not and not the uh, the tacky joke that Max told about all the women and the recipes. Oh yeah, the Scandinavian recipes. That yeah. was a weird because oh. that I mean that's I don't think that was terrible. <laughs> that was a weird uh, I mean, it was B-plot. kind of standard. Yeah, for the show, and it was the only thing that was <laughs> that was standard for the show. Yeah, this oh. the the this show. The first like 30 seconds, I was like, what's going on? Where are we? Who's, what's, who, huh? And then it just kept going. And I was like, I've, this isn't, what the fuck? Like totally different mood, tone, uh, camera, styles, everything about it. Where did the episode start? It started at the restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. Oh. I didn't have that reaction. Oh to my it. god, I was completely just like, "This is one. It's super dark, mm-hmm. uh, like visually dark, which I mm-hmm. immediately loved. Mm-hmm. Second, the music is different. The music is very like it's it's diegetic for the most part, mm-hmm. and it's also the camera moves constantly with the characters, much like mm-hmm. it does in horror movies. 
So mm-hmm. I don't know yes. if I'm showing my hand too much, but I fucking loved this episode. Yeah. I yeah. loved um, it. Spoiler alert, everybody. All right, bye. Yeah. Yeah, bye. Um, thanks, Eric. It. That was well well done. Um, okay. Well, uh, uh, if kudos. anyone had any questions, like forget about it. <laughs> Just We're email done. them yeah, to itwasmurderpod yeah. um, at gmail.com. Karen, Karen Arthur is the director of this episode. <laughs> this episode, which is really interesting considering the content. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that I have the bandwidth to unpack that today. Uh, unpack, if I may use the tedious office parlance. Um, <laughs> Should we circle back? The camera, <laughs> the camera work in this, of course, reminds me of my other most favorite horror movie-ish one, which is not Night Horrors, no, 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 which is Hammer-esque. It is uh, What Murder, which is so giallo. Yes. Such intense giallo vibes. Mm. And this episode, a million percent, oh my gives God. me that same feeling. So, of course, instantly I'm in, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And sorry, Joe, you're going to be left hanging. I also, of course, fucking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, what do I, I mean, think I would of love it? it? I would love it if it was just quiet and I just looked at the clothes. That would be enough for me. But, mm. oh, okay. Anyways, well, whatever, that's we are. We're I will say on. I might have hated it, and that's where I'll leave the listeners for now. <laughs> uh, the heart, oh good, heart to heart, stick, stick with us, everybody. Heart to heart knows its way around a parking garage. Every scene shot yeah. in a parking garage in this whole series yeah. has been so fucking incredible yeah. and spooky. I don't know why. It's just those. It's I mean, parking garages. Yeah, I guess it lends itself to that already. But this one was so good. Just was- following her through. She's obviously creeped out. There's a creepy vibe. She, Robin had called eight times right that yeah. night. So she's like, mm-hmm. some, something's going on. Security guards sneak up on her, scare her. And then the knife through this car seat is so terrifying. It's so unnecessary and yeah. delightful. Like yes. Robin just does that just for pure horror effect uh-huh. because she's had it with Marie. Why is Marie keeping her from Jonathan? But we have to roll it back. Like Marie and Robin have an actual face-to-face encounter. Yes. Before Robin somehow gets into her car and, yeah. and just knifes her. Um, <laughs> God. Robin sends Jonathan a bottle of wine mm-hmm. uh, to the office. She calls him a billion times, a billion jillion times, and then she shows up at the office to yell at Marie. Um, Jonathan's not even in the office anymore, and Robin chooses to come in the most amazing blue leather skirt with matching clutch and yes. blue asymmetrically striped sweater, blah, yes. blah, blah, uh. and then act completely insane. Yeah. <laughs> Charge into the office because everyone who's stalking someone has to do the thing like, I know they're in there, and like mm-hmm. but bursts into whatever, and no, he's not in there. And then she just has that weird moment where the cloud passes. Yeah her face and she's like i'm sorry that's the scariest no moment. marie no marie no <laughs> what i like most about the uh genius parking garage murder scene is what leads up to it which is marie just kind of had like marie's just burnt out in her damn ass day marie's mm-hmm. like i'm ready to go home and like rub my feet and like drink some wine and whatever and it's like oh no marie i have a very bad feeling <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah, God, I don't know where to go. I, mean, I don't, I don't well, know where to go. I, we should talk about Robin's fashion choices. Cause yeah, they let's were just get it out of the way. Should we do that? Throughout. Okay. Cause, okay. Since, you, since you brought up her dress that she wears, 
her outfits are so stunning throughout the whole thing. I don't think she wore something I didn't like. It was amazing. Well, this Mimi was a- Rogers looks slamming. Oh mm-hmm. god, she's so gorgeous throughout. in this. Yeah. I yeah. mean, she is just gorgeous anyway, but this is like huh, mm-hmm. peak 80s Mimi Rogers moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. She starts in like a marble sort of jumpsuit, like a dark blue with a big Let's red see. cherry red, red belt, belt around uh, the middle of it. And that's taffeta. that's her color is that cherry red. She's got the long nails, everything in her house, her phone, everything, her candles, her millions of candles. Are yeah, amazing. I got to put a pin in the candles. Yeah. <laughs> put a pin in it, circle um, back. <laughs> she's, she's, when she's hurling the fake red roses down the garbage disposal and mm-hmm. doing the bizarre he loves me he loves me not uh, mm-hmm. by the way if it's a he loves me not when it goes in the garbage disposal everybody okay yeah yes. so she's wearing a pink cotton short sleeve jumpsuit mm-hmm. another belt red bracelet red watch mm-hmm. red earrings and of course the red nails signature mm-hmm. red nails yeah, mm-hmm. and like chatting on the phone while Gilda plays in the background. Yes, was that, that Gilda? it was Gilda. That shot is so genius to have her mm-hmm. chatting on her phone while just what's going on in her mind. This big romantic love story is happening right behind her head in that shot. I thought that was so incredible because it's this. I don't know what was happening. I think it was a woman. Uh, what it was Gilda. That was the movie that was playing behind her. Yeah, it's Rita, Rita Hayworth. It, is she describing her lover to somebody in that? scene I, th- I, th- I thought that's what was I happening think, i believe you're right and it's- so that's what's going on in her head is she's describing jonathan to her friend who's the prayer line she's not talking to anybody at all but that was so incredible oh like, the when they the way that they reveal that she there is oh, no susan yeah. like she's like oh susan well i met a guy blah 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 and she's just like draped over the chair in the rad jumpsuit after doing the crazy rose thing and then <laughs> there's just the moment where she puts the phone down because the tea kettle is whistling and she's like, hang on, Susan. And we find out that there is no Susan because the camera focuses in on the receiver of the phone. And then we hear the dial of prayer guy's voice talking about being saved. And then a chill goes through. Yeah. The world. Everyone. (laughs) Yeah. It took me a second to, figure out what 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 was happening during that moment and then once you figure it out you're like holy shit i died and yeah. then i came back and then i killed myself <laughs> and i came back again yes yes um so good oh so wow good. it was like i said i'd be happy if it was just her in that outfit sitting in that chair for 45 minutes mm-hmm. so anything on top of that i'm extra extra excited yeah. this episode really leveled up subsequently like every every element just kept getting darker and darker and darker and i was like this is mm-hmm. brilliant mm-hmm. the 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 dial of prayer totally gave me chills it was like because that's mm-hmm. scary mm-hmm. uh then she fucks that dude after lunch uh which was like okay uh, let's let's not erase victims. No. <laughs> Alan Rowan, Ellen Rowan, or Ellen Rowan Rowan. He looks like a uh, goblin Jonathan's version of Jonathan. Creepy, <laughs> creepy associate. I mean, I guess just because he's creepy doesn't mean he deserves to get stabbed with a giant Mike Myers Halloween <laughs> size yeah. uh, butcher knife. But yeah. does it not mean that? I don't I know. I mean, Alan's playing with fire. It sounds like. What's funny in that moment is she to 
get the knife she walks over to mix them a drink right and then it's i thought mm-hmm. i was like for sure she's gonna pull out some drug and drug his drink and kill him that way but she pulls out a giant butcher knife out of her huge handbag and and puts it in the back like she slips it into the sash of her robe oh, yeah she's Amazing. getting the boujolet that's that's on the bar <laughs> alan's just there and he's like you're so beautiful i'm sorry jonathan slut shames alan in this so i sort of feel like all bets are off when we talk about alan right but i do have to shout out to alan that he lives supposedly in a bomb ass uh condo building and he has a fur bedspread and fur yes um, mm. pillowcase covers the pillowcase covers were a little much for even me but i can get down with that so in some ways even though i already disliked alan i sort of liked him and felt bad when he got knifed yeah you don't want him to get a little knifed. bit though i mean like a little bit that's a very visceral way to die. That giant piece of metal being jammed into your body. That is so horrifying. <laughs> I, so good. I was amazed that they went there. Like, yeah. It's, but they were, again, just, they nailed it with the, with the giallo, with the like mm-hmm. femme fatale, literal femme fatale. who's like mm-hmm. red nails, mirror, like butcher knife. <laughs> and that that freeze frame yeah it was yeah. she brings the knife up and then it freeze frames <laughs> oh, yeah. on her hand with the and knife in it like ching. amazing yeah. amazing yes. really but <sighs> the, yeah and then we get the then we get the the parking garage scene which is again you know just like you said perfect perfection uh totally terrifying when the knife goes through the seat for no reason other than to torment this woman yeah amazing yeah it's a lengthy scene also it really is like marie's exit from the building down to the parking garage, like we established that it's late-ish. Mm-hmm. It's late to be at the office. Mm-hmm. It's several hours past closing time. And the guy's vacuuming Jonathan's office and she's like, night, Nick, and blah, 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 like rubbing her temples and all the bullshit you do when you have a shit day. And then it's just like her walking through that parking garage just felt like it went on forever, but in the most delicious possible way because yes. you know you don't know how it's going to happen, but we know that Robin's there's some somewhere with the giant shing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But can we talk about how there was finally a character named Ellen? Oh, oh, is it the security guard? It's the security guard. <laughs> oh, I think really? that I think that's her name, right? I think you're right. Yes. Like, oh, Ellen. Um, but how Ellen just has her nails done so that we think it, it's Robin, right? Yes. So it's like the hand on the shoulder and it's those beautiful red nails again. So good. Yes. So, so good. And then after mm-hmm. that, we get Robin at home catching the hearts on the news. And there she sees that Jonathan has a wife, which she didn't know until just this moment. Right. And what okay. does she do to express her distaste? Mm-hmm. She pours her red nail polish on the television screen. Yes. And we watch red, crimson red, roll down over Jennifer Hart. Yeah. One hundred percent, like you, A plus, A yeah. plus, mm-hmm. yeah. Holy crap, yeah, so good, amazing. We're just like this one. I feel like we're just so frantically uh, excited. We're thrilled. We're just veering wildly because Joe just said, "Let's talk about all the fashion." I know. We about I know. And then we're like, Arr, Arr. yeah. I so know. Everybody, just <laughs> well. bear with us. It is. We are going to be, this episode of the pod, I think, is going to be the kind of vehicle that Jonathan would need to jump onto. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. We are going to be veering wildly back and forth, but we're all going to end up, I think, in a really good place. I, I think I so, agree. too. I agree. Hey, but hang on, because it's going to be real incoherent. <laughs> if I can veer back into 
the fashion lane, there was one outfit oh, okay. I did not Great. like from yeah, the episode. Yes. And it was something Jennifer wore while she's cooking. And it's like a strawberry shortcake Care Bear. <laughs> terry cloth. Terry cloth. Weird ass <laughs> pink poofy sleeved Michelin man <laughs> sweat, sweater. Yeah, poodle arm. Wow. <laughs> it's like my the initial reaction I had is like, it looks like something you'd pick up at a thrift store and it smells really bad. <laughs> like yes. that's what I thought yes. when I saw that sweater. I was like, oh God. Huh. I For me, I just I just don't think that that color of pink is working. Like sometimes who doesn't just love pink on a redhead, right? But mm. the that's not the right pink. It just seemed like not I know that was very much like this in style and on trend at the time to have things that were prairie referential and like 40s referential, of course, was still happening. But mm-hmm. so to me, that sweater kind of is a weird mishmash of all of those things. Um, so it has all the volume and the textures and the color of something that could have worked. But there's just a few too many gathers on the sleeve. Yes. Hence your Michelin Man reference. Yeah. And I think that <laughs> that color and just that fussiness for me. Yeah. I don't like that that fussiness in general on anybody. But I really think that that's for a Jennifer Hart thing. That's not what I'm looking for. Whenever it gets real, real fussy, I just feel like mm-hmm. my eyes, yeah, my gaze becomes averted red yeah. red nail polish goes out of your eyes <laughs> yeah totally i have to call susan and i'm just like i can't believe that she's yeah put her in that sweater susan hang on oh hang on <laughs> susan yeah. you won't believe what jennifer wore yeah, susan oh my god i thought i mean this sweater so jennifer wore uh one like she wore a couple of good things in the episode uh, she but sure did the one thing that i was really taken with was her robe mm-hmm. in the very uh like early scene in the mm. episode with this, the white pocket. Yeah. This like yeah, almost like stitching. military kind of really interestingly cut black or navy robe with mm-hmm. these white details. So mm-hmm. nice. Like I was really just like, good. wow, that's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good robe. It's a great robe to wear when you're finding out that someone that your husband <laughs> works with has been stabbed to death. Yes. Yeah, totally. Um, and all of a sudden, yeah. And then Ferris Bueller's dad comes over to uh, kind of like soft accuse you, your husband of something. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, well, you saw him last. Yeah. It's like, um, okay, well, I'm pretty sure uh, Jonathan didn't kill him after they fucked on the fur beds. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, you got to cover the bases. Probably He's not Jonathan. Fear, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean. Stab him with a butcher knife. <laughs> less likely that it be Jonathan. It's really unlikely that he was having sex with this guy. <laughs> Jonathan killed that guy. because he was Because he yeah. thought that guy was such a slut. He'll <laughs> like, die the way you lived on your fur beds, Fred. With your legs open. <laughs> okay, if we're talking about Jennifer outfits, then there's, I mean, we might just we're actually be listing every single outfit she wears in this mm-hmm. episode. But for me, the I don't, I'm not a fan of burgundy, but I am oh. a fan of velvet mm-hmm. and velvet suiting. Yeah. And the velvet mm-hmm. uh, suit that she's wearing when she's at the service station with um, the broken down car. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I wish I could see more of that, mm-hmm. but uh, worth it. Nice cameo velvet suit. Yeah. yeah. And then she wears like her gray trousers that she's been really rocking in this season. That soft, uh, cool gray. And then the gray sweater with the V, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With like wings coming off the torso of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that struck me as a really strange thing to wear to a 
parking garage murder, but you know, I'm I mean, not Jennifer. That's what she was wearing. What yeah. do you usually wear to a party? <laughs> show? Just like, like what's your just feeling? Like Dickies over. I know you like it to be you like it to be black tie, so that's not the answer. <laughs> I, was expecting. I wear my painter's clothes that are splattered in wet red. Paint. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> just to fit the mood. Uh, um, as long as no one wears a tiny hat. Mm. Oh yeah. That, that isn't red for some reason, mm-hmm. like just a sort of a couple clicks tonally away from actual red. Yeah, that was my that was my big Robin Wall fashion misfire. Really, I, I, I liked that. I feel I like, like I the, the hat. tiny hat made me want to die inside. Oh, no. I couldn't stop looking at it, and I would not want to go have lunch even if I was free with somebody <laughs> wearing a tiny what about hat. The giant red clutch that she was holding, though. Well, of course, you know where I stand on the clutches, but okay, I'll say it. This episode is. Very much about the clutches for me. Yes, yes. Big Full blue of, ones, big shiny lizard red ones. Mm-hmm. All the clutches. Full of butcher knives. <laughs> yeah, it has to be big <laughs> well, enough to carry you have to a, have a really big, big one. Yeah. 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 Warning. Yeah. yeah. Her her outfit when she uh, goes to the office and sees Marie, the blue, like oh. asymmetrical stripes on one, like one side, and then a plain jewel tone blue sleeve, and then the mm-hmm. leather skirt. Mm-hmm. And the like, skirt and the belt, a belt that matched the yeah, skirt. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah, she's <laughs> they stunning. did yeah. her good. What do you guys know they her did. from? I love it. Mimi Rogers. What oh, you? God. I know her from countless movies. Oh. Uh, what the, was the first one that comes to mind for me is The Rapture, but I'm sure I knew her before then. Mm. She's a terrific actress. I love her. What I know her yeah. from is the Lost in Space reboot from yes. <laughs> from early 2000s <laughs> yes. where she played the mom. Mm-hmm. And I love her in that as well. So mm-hmm. that's like the one thing her I know her from. Her face is just so compelling to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when she turns on that charm to the, when she, after she flips out and tries to burst through the doors and then turns <laughs> on that charm to the secretary is so scary and weird. And, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. What I like though is that this episode, like you, you mentioned the music. That the music is not what we've come to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, although the music for What Murder was also really interesting. Oh, well, that had um, the cool like synth, like yeah, the <laughs> yeah, which we have come to know and identify as crazy. Was it crazy activated? <laughs> yes. Crazy disactivation. Yeah, so, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but this episode didn't have, nothing was activating Robin's crazy musically anyway. There weren't any cues. So I guess that's fitting because she's just kind of low, medium to high grade disturbed during mm-hmm. this entire thing. Yes. And she, which, she wasn't waiting at that bar for Jonathan, right? She just, that, no. that was a no, real bump into. There. So I wonder if it wasn't Jonathan, if it would have been anybody or Jonathan is just so good looking and charming that it was him. So it's, he's, he's good looking and charming and he was kind to her and spoke uh, to her like a human being, okay. which, which I'm going to venture a guess that a beautiful 20 something woman in Los Angeles in 1983 is probably just constantly attacked by the most horrible man yeah constantly by the and goblin I mean, versions and, of Jonathan. you know probably today well, why limit it to <laughs> i know yeah. so, I, I like yeah. that you were really yeah. catching it that way but Good I, thing men, have, men have changed you know, since it's then. not my own experience because <laughs> i'm not in la but you know yeah, yeah i think that's a universal un- unfortunate universal vibe true true um, very true thanks thanks men but um and aggressive women and others yeah. um 
sorry, I should just say thanks, yuck, people yeah. that don't want to read people's signals. Um, but the they do go with uh, Ferris Bueller's dad, Officer Fer Ferris Bueller's dad, Sergeant Lieutenant. Sergeant Lieutenant Ferris Lu Bueller's dad. <laughs> Lieutenant Draper. <laughs> yes, sure. I knew he, I had, and he had a name. I'm circling it. So Sergeant Lieutenant Ferris Bueller's dad <laughs> goes to, they go to the criminal psychiatrist's office. Walter. Walter. And Walter is juicing. Yes. And oh, yeah. um, just shooting from the hip all over the place mm -hmm. about Robin as the hearts and, and Lieutenant Sergeant. Ferris Bueller's dad um, is telling him in the heat and they ask him all these questions. I love that they did that scene. And basically the psychiatrist says a lot of things that you're like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> about how Robin's Robin uh, is having trouble with her boundaries, boundary right? lines, her boundary yeah, lines, boundary lines. <laughs> and everybody's like processing. Um, and then Jennifer's like, well, Basically, they, he tells him a bunch of stuff, and then Jennifer's like, "So, I mean, that's she's crazy, right?" And he says, "I prefer the term bonkers, but crazy." Like yes, <laughs> he I, said I wrote, that. Yes, I wrote that down too. <laughs> yeah. Then I noticed, and he's the whole time he's wielding his little green drink, mm -hmm. majority celery, I think, from mm. uh, oh, yeah. the conspicuous scene of the juicer, which Ugh. is so weird. Um, but there's a stuffed Saint Bernard in his office. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. That I really liked. I thought that was unusual, but maybe he does therapy. Like that's a therapy thing, right? To have a stuffed animal. I, yeah. Sure. Um, Though he's not a therapist. The criminal psychologist. Well, he's a psychiatrist. Yes, he is a psychiatrist. But he, he, I. Oh wait, no. Okay, Lieutenant Draper didn't take them there. Jonathan called Walter, so he is. He's. He isn't like connected to the police i i was the way no, we were talking about this the, thing, i was like he's the police uh like no no psychiatric no. profiler i misspoke so the hearts are like we need walter yeah let's need, call walter we need and our so they call gay psychiatrist can it start sergeant ferris Bueller's dad meets them there and they all ask about robin wall and like just trying to get a sense of what they might be dealing with because what they're really trying to find out is this woman that's clearly obsessed with jonathan and they're having all these two coincidental meetings like is this woman, is there the potential that she murdered Alan and Marie? Yes. That's the question. And he basically is like, you know, um, I always have a theory. And my theory is um, pretty much yes, like anyone who's going to get in the way. And then he heavily foreshadows the fact that Jennifer is going to be in the way in about 10 seconds. Yeah. Out that Jonathan has a wife. Yep. And then, surprise, Robin calls and Walter is like, like, squeezing his green juice with excitement and he's like put it on speaker <laughs> <laughs> yes he loves drama yeah. oh my god so Ooh, funny so good so mm -hmm. uh my, my my one complaint which obviously like is not a real complaint because if if logic would have prevailed then we wouldn't have the glorious second like third act of this this uh this episode mm -hmm. but Robin called the office eight times and showed up at the office and she's connected to the murder of Alan by virtue of him, them being in the same place. Mm -hmm. The cops would have immediately gone to Robin's place. Oh, for sure. Sure. They would have immediately questioned Robin. Well, they, they do. Sure. They try to, they wire Jonathan to try to get a, uh, 
her to admit to the murders, right? But, yeah, but that's like but after. That's after. That's after. Oh, yeah. That's totally that's after. Cuz she fact. calls and they make the date on speakerphone at Walter's office and Jennifer the whole time is basically I know people listening to this can't see me, but basically this one like yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Jennifer's like, uh, pump the brakes, Jonathan. What the shit? Why do you have to do it? What's going on? And her yeah. face is just like, as a normal person's face would be, I think, if that was happening. Mm-hmm. So many layers to the feelings that you would have about your spouse being stalked and then still wanting to uh, be a like a decoy. I mean, it's just yeah. horrifying, right? But so Jonathan makes the thing and they wire him. And yeah. he goes to Robin's house for... Is it the best state in the world? Is it the worst state <laughs> in the world? Is it the scariest state ever? I think one of the- I don't know. All I know is she's slicing that roast beef with that same giant Allen oh, yeah. and killing knife. And they just do so many amazing shots, close-up shots of her slicing the roast, the bloody oh. rare roast beef while the blood runs into the uh, little reservoir on the cutting board. Over Beautiful. And over and over and I love it. I think it Jonathan, was so good. Well, the first thing he says in that scene is he certainly like candles because there's a thousand <laughs> right. candles there's lit. There's so many. It's like uh, the red candle version of that police video. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> we all know that any stalker is going to have, you're always going to have candles Mm-hmm. burning everywhere. I mean, the one thing Robin did not have was she had not, maybe we just didn't see it because we didn't actually go into other rooms of her apartment or maybe she just hasn't had the time because this is a pretty compressed timeline. Yeah. Um, but shrine. she doesn't have the shrine. Yeah, yeah. But she has so many fucking candles. And then I realized, you know what red candles make me think of? Uh, Christmas. Christmas. But yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, you certainly like candles, which is one of the funniest lines <laughs> yeah. ever. Um, and then she's candles. like, she's like, I love them. Especially red ones. It's like, <laughs> today on Obvious Conversation. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of got that vibe. Yeah. Because so, I can see. So I was totally, like, I, I genuinely, like, my jaw dropped when she was slicing the roast and the blood was running into, into the... I just know. was like... I, I was yes. just like... Yes. This is beautiful. Like, this is the most amazing episode and then the music she puts on, I was like, hell yes, this is great. And I had forgotten <laughs> that Jonathan was wired. So oh. so after she drugs him. Okay, yeah. I want to talk about that. Too, yeah, but. so she puts a little powder in his in his wine glass. He takes one sip and then he's out. Um, and she starts molesting him. Uh, <laughs> then she finds, uh, she finds the wire. Yeah. And she goes, oh, Jonathan. And the cops who are listening downstairs are like, ooh, shit. Like, what's he doing? Right. They're going to fuck. Yeah. Then uh, freeze frame, commercial break. They come back, and it's the cops in the car. And I thought, oh, the cops are listening to some jams. <laughs> but it was the music playing in the yeah. apartment. But I was like. <laughs> she basically said, we're going to let's dance, Jonathan, so that the mm-hmm. investigators would think that they were just dancing to the music and no words were being spoken so yes. that she could sneak mm-hmm. out and walk straight past yeah. them. Totally smart. <laughs> She's like, oh, Jonathan. Yeah, it's a setup, right? And yeah. uh, fortunately for Robin, I guess, and unfortunately for Jennifer and John, Jonathan, um, Lieutenant Sergeant Ferris Bueller's dad, has as a partner on the stakeout a guy that hopefully was soon fired for being uh, super gross, inappropriate, and yeah. kind of um, a Lech. sexual harasser. Yeah. And what's interesting to me is that Lieutenant Sergeant Ferris Bueller's dad completely is like, um, what the fuck, shut up, you 
you're disgusting, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Do you want to get fired? Basically, at one point, he's like, do you have, like, you're going to be writing parking tickets. Like, mm-hmm. he's basically like, stop with the creepy innuendo mm-hmm. um, or you're going to get demoted. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Robin walks right by them and that creepy cop's all like, rawr, 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 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to talk. So Yuck. Jonathan being drugged, Jonathan, so almost every episode just has this big plan he's so confident in and then just walks straight into a trap with no plan B. <laughs> he hadn't thought it through. He, she could have just stabbed him and murdered him. Words right hurt, Joe. Words yeah. hurt. It's like, <laughs> I don't know where you're, please. I don't understand um, why don't he's so confident about these, these plans that he just walks straight into the traps of all his enemies and then lucks out of not getting murdered every single time. Because it's a show that he's the hero of, I think. I guess I that's mean, a guess. But you yeah. want to think you want to think of Jonathan as a smart person, and you it's hard to do that after he sips on the wine that she gives him. That's clearly drugged. You but know, he brought like, the wine. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't bring the glasses, yeah. and he didn't pour the wine. <laughs> and he's, she's like sure. hiding it from him, pouring it. And he, she, and he knows he knows that he is dealing with a yeah. multiple murderer at this point. Yeah, I mean, well, I would say a suspected multiple murderer. I would I would say that if it if we are actually saying why does Jonathan feel um, confident going in, especially after realizing that there's something like fifty red candles, mm-hmm. um, that. <laughs> he's wired so and the cops are sitting literally like right outside the building i think i also might be feeling a little more empowered or secure in that yeah um, i guess so, i would also fake sip the wine though i would not sip in any of that wine i really thought he was gonna mm-hmm. fake sip i thought like, so too that, and then pretend to pass the, out that's a smart thing yeah and like that wouldn't have changed you could easily write in what i'm saying is i think you could easily write in jonathan being smarter than he is like he could have fake passed out. What? <laughs> like you could write Jonathan smarter than he's written, basically. Oh. Yeah. Because he could have fake passed out, which would have been a brilliant move. And then she goes and you follow her. And then you get her trying to like, you know, yeah, I guess, I guess he's putting Jennifer on the line. Yeah, but, that's. The, but he's got it, cops following it, her. It's necessary. The, his his. I'm putting air quotes on this stupidity <laughs> is necessary <laughs> to have that amazing finale. Like it's I guess. Yeah. yeah. Worth it to me. Totally worth it. Um, yeah. But also then we get to see uh Lieutenant Sergeant Ferris Bueller's dad violently <laughs> slapping and shaking Jonathan yes. uh, in an attempt to <laughs> Uh, have him regain consciousness, and it it is so crazy. He mm-hmm. says, a, like we see it a little too long, and yeah. he's like, "You're going to give Jonathan shaken baby syndrome." Doctor <laughs> Ferris Bueller's dad, please stop, please stop. All while yeah. all while Thundercat is playing on the, yeah. on the stereo. Totally, yeah. <laughs> he screams into yeah. Jonathan's face, "Jonathan, come on, hear my voice. Come on, Jonathan, get up. You got it." And then I think he says, "Shake those white cells," which is what I yeah. heard, but I don't know if that's what he actually said. Yeah, shake those white cells. Yeah, okay. get some oxygen in there, I like guess. Like white blood I cells. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, Joe, of course, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But it's just really you're just two, one door down from Joe's rewrite corner at that point. <laughs> and I totally, I everything you're saying is a million percent true. Yeah. But I have to just be like, uh-huh. <laughs> I guess that is my rewrite is to just write Jonathan's a little <laughs> smarter so that he doesn't just wander into these. It reminds me of, have you ever seen Cruisin? I mean, where he, the whole time he's infiltrating the leather scene in New York, and then mm-hmm. there's cops outside, but 
when they rush into what he thinks is a murder, he's tied up on the bed, like yeah. hog tied on the bed. Yeah. And it was like, what's what was your plan to get um, out of this situation? Well, we'll save to that. Make for a our... really problematic movie about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll save that for when we do our podcast about cruising. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But that's a. I always think about that scene because it's like you didn't have a plan. You were just gonna get murdered. That's like, one of that's that one of the plan. most brilliant brilliant scenes of that movie to me is because he was what he, what his plan was was to get tied up and probably fuck yeah, yeah. i guess that was his plan. right oh well, and murdered well he that he that mm. wasn't the murderer so it was but he thought it was yeah. that's the only yeah, reason he, went he home did with but it doesn't matter he was <laughs> yeah that's when it's like, like that's the, the, yeah, yeah that movie that movie though problematic is brilliant like there's there's a it's lot of, a lot of stuff in that movie that's so amazing um, yeah i i sort of love it I love what Robin t- says to Jennifer when she t- sees her in her house. And she, I think she's got the knife out, right? And yeah. she says, hello, Jennifer. Today is Armageddon. Jonathan oh, loves me. That mm-hmm. is such a cool thing to say before when, murdering somebody. <laughs> when she said today is Armageddon, mm-hmm. I was like, another like earth-shattering shiver ran mm-hmm. through me. Like, that's amazing. And we have to acknowledge that there really are few suspense or horror devices better than the classic the call is coming from inside the house 100 percent. so yeah. when yeah when when jennifer looks down and sees that the it's the, the right. inside light lines that are flashing it's mm. just like oh shit <laughs> that's right she oh, calls her shit but also we did, let's not skip like the brilliance just the, how brilliantly directed that scene was so we it yeah. opens we know that mimi rogers is in the house or on her way to the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Je- uh, Jennifer is like dealing with freeway, you know, freeway went out to pee or whatever. And she's locking up mm-hmm. and all the mm-hmm. lights are off in the house. Mm-hmm. And she wanders into the hall where we have already seen Mimi Rogers shadow with the yeah. knife. Sticking <laughs> oh out, my God. Which I'm so like, great. And no music, so good. no music yep. to, to, no to diminish music. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing to diminish the absolute horror of this scenario. Oh yeah. Very still of the night. Oh God. I uh, love it. I'm glad that she didn't knock Jennifer out and then put her in a room with gas leaking. I, but I when thought Je- that was what was coming. When Jennifer ran into her, her like the dressing room. dressing area, yeah. I was like, yeah. no, 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 that's the worst place like, for you Don't to go be. in there. Yeah. That may as well be an abattoir. <laughs> yeah. It's like a dark alley inside right? your house. But she has the brilliant, she does the brilliant <laughs> thing of pouring herself a bowl of perfume and throwing it in Mimi Rogers' face. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, per, lots of big ups to perfume this season. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's wild. I Initially, I was like, wait, is she going to clock her? Like, is she going to knock her stupid with that giant bottle of that's indeterminate a- <laughs> perfume? Because I was like, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Yeah. I, I really thought she was going to set her on fire. And I was like, if that, well, if that would have happened... I probably would have ran through our window or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Ten stars. <laughs> wow. Ten stars. Screaming. Yeah. Uh, she set her on fire. She set her on fire. Also, during in in this scene, there's an amazing moment where Jennifer pushes a couch against the do- the double doors yes. into the room, and then yes. the knife gets stabbed through the double doors. And I was like, Holy yeah. Shit. And she's like working that giant ass knife yeah. up and down like mm-hmm. to try and credit card it right and <laughs> open, like just push the door open uh-huh. that is amazing i feel like usually when the knife comes through like uh 
the crack in the door. It just comes through and then goes out again and maybe comes through again when your yeah. eye's right by it. But I feel like very rarely do we see a killer vigorously working the giant knife up and down in an attempt to actually <laughs> to the get lock. the door to open, yeah. which really I got to give it to, uh, to Robin wall for that. Mm. It's like, yeah. And yeah, then, that's, I mean, that's what you should be doing if you want to get into that room. And Jennifer's performance when she runs to the front door and s- just screaming, just like trying to unlock the door is yeah. so good. Brilliant. Freaking out. And the way they shoot it from up above from the stair. Yeah. It's so Stephanie moving. Powers worked overtime this episode. Like, ev- like not just that. She's like, incredible. She, her subtle shit yes. was so good. Her trying to reason with Jonathan mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. like humorless totally real she mm-hmm. the look of a horror on her face was felt yeah I yeah mean, she's like tearing up with ugh. i mean she's just having again it's like it's very layered like there's this weird creepy other woman aspect and i know that that doesn't bother jennifer one whit because hmm. the hearts are secure in their relationship but at the same time there's that's a dynamic mm-hmm. and that's that's completely before acknowledging that this person, they just went to a psychiatrist where basically he's like, yeah, uh, Jennifer, you in danger girl. Yeah. Right. And she's like, she's really feeling it. And it's like, yes, Jonathan, don't send Lieutenant Sergeant Ferris Bueller's dad to get stabbed or poisoned or whatever. But yeah, it's amazing. And to me, the moral of, of this episode. I mean, really, it's just like this. It's if this was a fable, the lesson is listen to Jennifer. Jennifer's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I mean, and this is the interesting thing to me is that Jennifer, just as much as Jonathan wants to get into some shit, like she's, oh, yeah. she's 100% the whole down. Thing. It's the whole yeah. show. But yeah, they're Tommy and Tuppencing the shit out of their whole the whole heart to heart of us. And yeah. that's why we're here and that's how it works. But that's why it's also just like yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's the brilliant part of it is that when you know Jennifer is like, I want to get into some shit, not when it's putting Jonathan in direct danger. Like, like this is this woman has it out for him, and she knows that. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're not working as a team either, which Correct. is something that I think is important to note that Jennifer's just supposed to be sidelined. You know, she's just supposed to sit at home on the couch, like I know, uh, ferociously needing freeway and um, freaking out. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. She's just locking up for the night. She's going to go to bed. Uh, she's get an early bedtime. I, you see. And again, I would have been like, Max, you're staying up with me. Like we are playing cards. We are watching old movies. Like we're doing something. We're like you are, out. we are hanging out. I'm not sitting in this dark ass house all by myself <laughs> yeah. with this useless dog. Right. And admittedly, Max? admittedly, the house does have electric lights. So true. House in- <laughs> was maybe Max was with uh, one of his Scandinavian, one of his Scandinavian cooking, cooking class, cooking class where they just mm-hmm. teach Italian food. So <laughs> so so much so many of these elements that we've been talking about that are so amazing. I have to credit to the director, Karen Arthur. And I, I mistakenly said earlier, because I really thought this and I didn't go back and do any research that this might've been the first episode directed by a woman. It is not because Karen Mm -hmm. Arthur directed heart of darkness to coin a heart. Mm -hmm. And she directed three episodes in the fifth season, which I am now so excited to coin a heart. To coin a heart is hilarious. Heart of darkness. (laughs) Heart of darkness. Brilliant. As you know, is yeah, it's genius. And it's also got that same 
vibe, that same super cinematic, mm-hmm. mega creepy vibe. Yeah. Is Heart of Darkness yeah. is the jungle one, right? No, Heart of Darkness is the one with uh, with Eddie Harris. Up some loosens. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. with the with the the eye test. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. yes. Stabby and moment. The, the poison pool. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. And yeah. Karen Arthur directed the movie The Mafu Cage with uh, Carol Kane. That is a very disturbing film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never seen it. It's. I think you would like it. It's mm-hmm. very, very, very creepy. Well, when you put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Robin, when she was coming down the stairs after Jennifer, just holding that knife up in that crimson red sweater, mm-hmm. she looked like a, if you painted her, it would just be a Giallo movie poster. She looked so incredible. Yeah. yeah. And I like that her hair is a little less high because she yeah. just had perfume thrown in her face. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's a little damp. Like it's not soaking wet because alcohol evaporates. Mm-hmm. But it does fuck with your hairdo. Okay, so <laughs> your date night hair. Have you had perfume kind of thrown in your face before? Yeah, when you have a whole bottle of perfume thrown <laughs> yeah. in there. Do we want to attempt to make sense of the end of uh, of how how this situation resolves? The Jonathan dancing with it. You mean yeah. the dancing? Yes, I do. I mean, I don't know that I need. To me, it made absolute sense, and it sort of plays with that tension. Yeah. I mean, he's just like, oh, Jennifer's alive. And then he's all, okay, like just kicks her over to <laughs> yeah. Lieutenant Sergeant Ferris Bueller's dad and addresses the issue at hand, which is Robin still there having a psychotic break, um, holding a knife, right? I think that because they went to the psychiatrist, it's just acknowledged like in the Heart of Darkness, that script deals with a similar thing where these villains are mentally ill. And that there are reasons why we don't get a backstory with Robin, but we get much more of a glimpse into an attempt to explain what her pathology is, mm-hmm. right? How she sees the world. That's illustrated for us courtesy of Walter with King of the Green Juice. And mm-hmm. to me, I feel like Jonathan is, is a kind man. That's what kicked this whole thing off in the first place. He always is looking to help people out. He was going to help Robin, you know, when he thought she was just a regular person that was applying for a job. You know, Jonathan is a a good dude. And I think that once she dropped the knife, he sees that she is troubled. She's disturbed. And so he's just giving her that last yeah, moment it before mi- she goes someplace else for it mirrors it mirrors the uh the resolution uh in you made me kill you yep. peggy mm-hmm. where peggy. he he is not you know he doesn't he doesn't shoot her he pretends like she's <laughs> yeah jennifer. he doesn't let her fall off the building and he doesn't yeah. shoot her he pretends like she's jennifer in that one right yes well he yeah he he plays he plays along with her yeah to diffuse mm-hmm. the situation so to me the end may it made sense to me like it was it mm-hmm. was like yeah, this is this is how he would react because we have seen mm-hmm. him react this way yeah. in the past. It is mm-hmm. a little bonkers because Jennifer is crying and freaking out. And right. what we do know about Jonathan is that he he normally would do anything to protect and care for Jennifer. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was a little bit like there's but a it, there's a put there's a pull there's a push and pull in that ending that I think is unique to this episode, mm-hmm. and but I, it's also a thread that runs through the whole episode. Correct, correct Their dynamic. Mm. Yeah, but such a weird thing. Like, like I kind of wanted the end instead of ending on a joke. I kind of wanted it to end with 
Jonathan and Jennifer talking about it and yeah. like coming to some sort of understanding of each other in that because it, which would have just made this a heavy, heavy episode, but mm-hmm. I'm all for it. What? It, yeah, it's. You could throw a joke in that scene too. Like it true. Could be a little bit lighter, but I, I would love a scene like that too, where they talk about what happened rather than just completely moving on with their lives. Like I kind of, I honestly, I kind of wanted Jennifer to slap him. Oh, really? Yeah. Out of yeah. just out of pure frustration and rage, not, not rage, but like frustration and fear. I wanted her to slap him to, to say like, don't you ever leave me to, to the care of other people again like that. Like, wow. <laughs> well, but you know, not I, just, just in th- that state, I think that would have been a, a realistic reaction hmm. for me. Yeah, I agree with that. But I, for me, I would have been completely satisfied from a tonal perspective. Um, if the episode ended with that, that scene mm-hmm. that we didn't circle back for any, anything mm-hmm. at all that it was just the dancing and then we're done yeah yeah i was also if i was jennifer i think it'd be okay just shooting her <laughs> if someone was chasing me through my house with a knife I'd i mean like, just shoot her it could have yeah it could have gone fatal attraction style and just <laughs> jennifer grabs uh sergeant lieutenant ferris bueller's dad's gun and just yeah. blows her mm-hmm. away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sure. Or I'm Jennifer good. does it before Jonathan reaches her. <laughs> Phil riddles her with bullets. I kind of. I probably would have You're just like, and, and Jennifer looks directly at Jonathan, and then just reaches over and she. <laughs> yeah. She shoots everybody. Oh. And, it turn, and then pulls her mask off because she was Robin the whole time. Or the, she then sets Robin on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of those red candles comes back somehow, like falls oh, on her. Yeah. <laughs> They chase her back to her house. Yeah, in her in her clutch, she also had a lit red candle. That that would be a great ending, actually. The fire, yeah. just one. Yeah. I somehow think she couldn't have just one. And then Jennifer sprays her with more perfume and yes. she ignites her. Her her burning up. That it would have been a cool ending for sure. Like especially with all the red and her passion and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like that would have mm-hmm. been a pretty awesome horror ending to the whole. Well, thing, right, but. like the whole building her whole building should burn down obviously because that's what always happens when you have a shrine or and or a million stalker candles yeah <laughs> do they have we seen any people on fire in hartar were they allowed to show that in the 80s I've, on tv my brain I says think yes there's been some people on fire yeah okay like burning and screaming and I, dying <laughs> i have a weird recollection of someone being on fire hmm. yeah that Didn't jonathan's cool. arm catch fire once <laughs> <laughs> probably i mean the oven exploded a couple times um too soon too soon <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. well uh it's time or pick, pick your poke. poke am i up first you are up first Fuck. i don't have one for this one actually <gasps> um i guess it's goblin jonathan if i have to choose <laughs> alan Alan Rowan. Alan Rowan. Businessman Alan Rowan. Wish.com, Jonathan. Wish.com. Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> he was all right looking. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably Robin, actually. I'm going to go with Robin because she's just like, yeah, I'll risk it. Because I have a plan. I'll risk it. <laughs> I have a plan and I'll drink her wine. <laughs> just fake sip. And I love her candles. <laughs> well, obviously for me it's a tie. Not between wish.com Jonathan. <laughs> uh 
and anything else, but between all of the wonderful clutches mm. and Robin herself. Yeah. Which is the best clutch? Do you have one? The red one? Um, I, I mean, the red one's amazing, but I got to go with the blue one. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I'm not a fan of the uh, eel skin or, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens, but it doesn't have to. <laughs> uh, my poke is also Goblin Jonathan oh, yeah. Allen. Goblin. Um, because I like I like <laughs> slutty men with hairy chests. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there we have it. That's something have that it. we have in common. Yes. <laughs> in multiple ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh I I have no more notes um because Likewise. we we literally discussed every element of this episode right <laughs> in no in no particular order in no particular <laughs> order but uh yeah let's let's just go ahead and rate this one 0 to 5 mm-hmm. hearts starting with Jojo obviously it's a 5 mm-hmm. uh because it's an incredible episode of heart to heart and i mean what else can we say we we've said it all for all the reasons that we just said for the past hour, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's definitely a five, one hundred percent. It's a ten. Ellen, oh, it's a five. I feel like I showed some restraint when um, I was reading the description of it last week. Where I'm all, <laughs> you really, you did not, yeah. you did not show your hand at all. Like that was a I, little bit, but not crazy. Uh, uh, five, yeah, D- twenty. It's yeah. a twenty. It's a twenty. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I, I. I already said it all. I, everyone acted amazingly. It, Jonathan was was the most charming he's ever been in that first scene. Um, Mimi Rogers is an amazing actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephanie Powers fucking nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. It's a fucking giallo. Like I'm. What what are we gonna do? Do you like it better? It's would fun. you recommend yeah. this one over "You Made Me Kill You"? Actually, I would. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, I I would. I would. Wow. I would. Because it's, I mean, I would recommend it with the caveat that it's like, this is unlike any other Heart to Heart episode. Like, this is, it looks, feels, sounds different. Uh, So this isn't representative of the series. But it's the most beautiful outlier there is. Yeah. 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 So Heart of Gold, um, 15 hearts. If we could give it more, we would. 30 hearts. I can't even... Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm even down for the end. Uh, which, which I, if you, if you want to talk to us about your feelings about the end, please do, please do, because I will talk about this episode forever. Um, but until then, Ellen, what are we doing next? Oh, I'm sorry, I was just counting how many candles are in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> what number did yeah, you get some, to? Sometimes I get a little distracted. Um. She's still counting candles. <laughs> 31, 37, 38. You sure like candles? It's more It's more than 40. Wow. And from the way it's shot, I can't see all of the things. Like, I know I'm missing a bunch of them. Oh but there's like more if, than 40. If you lit 40 candles in an apartment, yeah. you would die of asphyxiation. It's hot. Yeah, it would be a problem. You'd change the atmosphere sure. of the room. There'd be no oxygen left. Yeah, that's true. It's just you create a vacuum and then suck in all the air from the outside. <laughs> wind tunnel yeah it's a backdraft <laughs> it'd be a room with different weather psycho <laughs> candles oh. oh that would be everything True. somehow get karen and robin mm. 
and all their clothes in the same episode. Okay. But what I'm noticing, sorry, counting the candles, I'm also noticing that Robin has like a really extensive fruit bowl situation happening Mm -hmm. or fruit basket right next to the world's bloodiest, most ominously sliced uh, (laughs) roast beef. She seems to live well. She's got to have something to chew chew on while she talks to Sue. (laughs) Which is weird because she claims that uh, Lispania is going to cost her a week's check. Yeah. And she's unemployed. Hmm. But whatever. Oh, yeah, because Sue's not real, so I guess nothing she says can really be taken so much. That was such a cute... I'm sorry to go back to the episode, but that was such a cute moment when she says that, and she's like, oh, it makes me me feel like I'm not unemployed. I I immediately liked her. I also Mm -hmm. kind of forgot what the episode description was, so I was just (laughs) like, yay, Minnie Rogers! And then when the bitch starts going crazy, I was just like, it's Christmas came early. Like, wow. <laughs> right, then you're like, yay, maybe Rogers. Yeah. Um, you know what else sorry that I'm I'm a little distracted. Seriously, there's more than 50 candles. I can wow. see that now. I'm, I'm, counting the I'm excited Just, that uh, Deanne now has a job opening to come back. <laughs> there's, a, there's a job opening at Heart Fingers Industries. Fingers crossed, Mimi Maynard, come back. Heart Industries. Sorry, doesn't have whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ellen. Oh, sorry. What, what right, are we doing? What are we doing next? Again. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you know why start? Why start now with a crisp format for this episode? Um, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Originally airing on May 3rd, 1983. Uh, supposedly next week, although it will be in about 10 minutes, <laughs> we're going to be talking about too close to hearts. Mm. <laughs> Those candles are really fucking with me, okay? Um, art forgers are replacing masterpiece paintings with fakes, and the hearts take action to trap them. Ooh. Bum, bum, bum. I wonder what that episode will be like. We will find out next week. Mm. Oh, also my last note on this episode is that I love the pot that um, he serves the Coco Vaughn in. Oh, it's yeah. Like chicken, chicken-shaped pot. ceramic pot i want that it's so, yeah. so cool but those Max are those you can get in. those those are those are uh legit like you can yeah. find those yep. still i'm getting one it'd be great for your vegan dishes yeah, <laughs> yeah for your chicken dish yeah. <laughs> yeah it'll be shaped like a chicken thank you all so much for listening um but we really appreciate you and we are very serious i i want to hear especially if if like the sister said this is one of the most universally hated endings I want to hear from you and I want to, I want to hear your opinions on it. Yeah. Um, you can email those to us at it was murderpod at gmail.com or you can catch up with us on Twitter or Instagram at it was murderpod. Um, yeah, just like talk to us. This, this is so great. And I want to hear, I want to hear dissent. Uh, (laughs) also please rate and review us wherever you're listening to this, particularly Apple podcasts. If you give us five stars and write a little nice review, that helps us grow the podcast, gets us more listeners. We can have more people talking to us, uh, especially as we're reaching the home stretch. We're almost done with season four. Um, wow. Yeah. Send us your Minute Maxes. Thank you again, Sislers, for an amazing, amazing Minute Max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is family playhouse. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that's everything I need to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> good night, freeway. <laughs> good night, freeway. Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway.